Welcome to the Storytellers Live podcast, where everyday people share real and personal stories. Some are profound and challenging, while others are more common and relatable, shared with honesty and humor. But all of these stories reveal what God can do in our lives when we trust Him with the details. Thanks for joining us. Hi, everyone. This is your host, Kelly, from the Storytellers Live team. On each episode, you'll hear a different woman share her story of God's transforming love. These stories are recorded in a live setting at weekly local gatherings, where we're aiming to build community through sharing, connecting, and encouraging one another. Most importantly, these stories reveal the faithfulness of God and how He can take what's ordinary and broken and exchange it for extraordinary and redeemed. It's hard to believe that we are already a month into summer. And one of the things we have loved hearing from some of our listeners is that you listen to these stories of God's faithfulness with your children and just how it has been an encouragement to them and their faith as well. But I do want to start off today by um, just giving a little warning that today's story is a very sensitive topic. Um, It's something you probably do not want your children to be listening to. Um, until you've at least listened to it yourself first. Today, you're going to hear a story uh, from a very brave woman, and she's going to remain anonymous, mostly for the protection of her family. And uh, we recorded it actually a month ago before school got out. We recorded it just in my living room, uh, just a few of us. And what is so crazy is that God had been preparing her heart for over a year to finally share the story that she's had hidden inside of her. And at the same time, our storytellers team knew that abortion was a topic um, and a struggle for some women, something that they have gone through that has just been such a weight, a painful weight in their life, and that they've just been searching for healing. And so it was already in an answered prayer when we got connected with our storyteller today. And we set the date on the calendar to record at my house. And within days of recording her story, um, news came out that the Alabama governor had signed into law a ban on nearly all abortions. And so we were stunned, number one, because the testimony you'll hear today is so timely. Uh, but number two, we also uh, could just see God's hand in this and that he knew exactly when this story needed to be recorded and when it needed to be heard. With abortion suddenly being such a hot topic of discussion, there are no doubt women out there who have had an abortion and struggle with that decision and now have all of this emotion stirred up and brought to the surface because everyone is talking about abortion. And so for those of you out there who may be struggling today, we hope that uh, this episode's story would be an encouragement to you. We did hold off on releasing this episode for a few weeks because we didn't want the story to be seen as like a political statement or a platform to push a particular topic. We wanted this story to be heard for what it is. It is one woman's personal journey of discovering joy and worth that she thought she had forfeited when she made a decision so many years ago, a decision that ended up haunting her and causing so much shame and heartache and guilt and darkness. And it's her hope that through sharing her story, that others will be able to let go 
of that shame or pain that they're experiencing, that they would allow Jesus to walk them out of those patterns, those destructive patterns of behavior that so often we can turn to for coping mechanisms. And most importantly, that they would see the hope and the possibility of healing with God's help. Here's our storyteller. I am beyond grateful to be here in this moment today, sharing a part of my story that has truly shaped who I am today. I had to go through a lot of pain first, but because of it, I am stronger. I pray that my story might start a transformation within someone's heart and all of their cracks will be filled with the love of Jesus. And also pray for the woman who will hear the story and will heal. A little bit about me is I was born and raised in Birmingham. Uh, My family environment was never stable. My parents divorced when I was 12, and I have a long line of um, alcoholics in my family on both sides. Um, Church was never a priority. Uh, My parents were Episcopalians, but that didn't mean much. Um, We went to church just on Christmas and Easter. Um, Eventually, my parents did divorce. Um, I was 12, like I said, and I blamed my mom for a lot of the divorce, even though later I realized that that wasn't the case. Um, So me and my mom, we lived in an apartment complex, and um, I would see my father during the week and on the weekends some. And I started running with a group of older kids that lived in the apartments, and they drank and smoked, and so to fit in, I started to do the same. And that was just what I did. You know, I just, it felt comfortable, it felt... Um, I felt cool, and it put me in a place where I didn't worry, Um, and that was at a very young age. Uh, This is when I started down the road of destruction, and I stayed angry with my mom, like I said, and when I was 14, I decided to go and live with my father. I knew just because of his parenting style that I would not be questioned. I could go and do as I pleased. There was no discipline. There was no rules. It was just party and have fun. Um, School was really an option. And this, I guess I moved in with him summer of going into sophomore year. And, excuse me, some days I would go, some days I skipped, and some days... I didn't go, and that was okay. And in, on the side for my mother, she just didn't know anything. I mean, she, you know, the summer of going into sophomore year, um, I did become pregnant. Um, my family did expect me to have an abortion. Um, and... I just really didn't know anything different. And I didn't know that there was another option out there to keep it or to give it up for adoption. I didn't know. 
Um, So, you know, I really felt like I had no voice. Um, I felt very alone. I felt just like nothing Um, and dirty, the shame, the guilt, all that followed. And um, so it was it was really hard. And as it all started to sink in, I uh, became numb and I continued to drink and uh, do the things that I was doing before I got pregnant. Uh, I did long. I remember now, looking back, I can relate more of my feelings. And I know it was me longing for a rescue. Um, But it didn't happen, you know, just then. And darkness took over, and I surrendered to the chains. And they locked, and I just gave up. Going to school was hard because I knew that the rumors would spread and friends that I thought I could trust were the ones that talked the most. Um, You know, one thing I do realize and didn't realize it then is that Jesus was there with me from beginning to end. He was sitting beside me when I took the pregnancy test and he was with me as I was wrestling with fear of what to do and who to listen to. And I did finally agree to have the abortion. Um, I believe that we, I had free will. And then there's God's will. And while it wasn't God's will for me to have an abortion, I chose to follow my own will. But even though I chose free will, it didn't mean that he that Jesus abandoned me. He um, met me. He found me. He rescued me in all that mess. And I believe that for all of us. And <clears throat> even when we can't admit that we need him, he is still he is still chasing us. So the day came for me to have the abortion. I didn't fully realize um, that my life would never be the same. Uh, My emotions at first were very guarded. I pretended to be okay. And it breaks my heart today to think of that little angel that I let go of. I remember hearing a suction sound as I walked in the room and there were rows of hospital beds with no privacy all out in the open. And as I sat down, I remember looking over at another girl across from me sobbing. Then the suction sound began and it was my turn. All I could do was weep. I was crushed. And I wanted to scream, stop, please, but I couldn't. Then that was it. And I was taken back and drove home by my father. So to kill the pain, again, I continued to drink and drink. And I just wanted everything from that day to go away. And I never wanted to talk about it again. 
so many emotions were racing through my mind, and I never knew how to express them in a healthy manner. I was not taught how to either. Satan was alive and well, and I believed it, I believed him when he said that you are nothing. Um, I let him control my every move for a very long time. And Satan was winning. He would tell me, nobody loves you. You're not worth anything. Look at you. You're a drunk, and you've already had an abortion. You're nasty, and you deserve nothing. All I had was lack of hope, of that feeling of deep despair. Felt alone in a crowded room. You know, I've been praying for many years to have this opportunity to share this part of my story in hopes of helping someone else. And even, I don't know you and you don't know me, and I still feel like there are bonds out there that can be made through this story. And I hope that it does because... We've been in the same pain. And you might not think that you can get out of it. But you can. Um, so I carried this burden for many years. I thought that if I never talked about it, all the regret from that day would go away. And it just was a trick from the enemy. He wanted me to believe that I only deserve to bathe in my shame and to wear my guilt. And I finally came to a place where I had to rise up and say, No, Satan, not today. No more will you tell me these lies. Years passed, and I continued to still drink and um, had my first child. And he saved me. Or because of his birth, I realized how it was my job to take care of him. And having my son, I was able to um, let go of feeling unworthy and realize that this isn't how Jesus wants me to be living. And my first child, too, he was sick. He was in the NICU for 10 days. So I had to absolutely cling to Jesus during that time. And I don't think I had done that ever before, like now. And it was when all of the past came back from this abortion. It was almost like I blocked it out. I dealt with so much other stuff, but this was one of the things that 
I kept hidden because of I felt like that's what I was supposed to do. And having him one day, um, I hope to tell him thank you because it it just helped me become the stronger woman that I am through him. So, um, so years later, I was at a um, Christian weekend retreat. And through the weekend, you know, of going through different exercises and digging in and peeling the onion back a little more, um, one of the leaders asked me, when are you going to forgive yourself? And I realized at that moment that I was still um, hiding this part of me and still trying to play victim. Um, just It was just that my head and heart were not connected horizontally. But in that moment, all I could say was, <clears throat> no, I hadn't thought as much as to forgive myself. And then tear after tear started running down my face. And I immediately sensed the presence of God. And he was wiping my every tear. And at that very moment, I believed in hope again. He met me in my brokenness. He meets me in, our, in my chaos. He loved me then and he loves me now. And he will love me in my future. And I know that he loves the babies that I the baby that I let go of and I trust with all my heart that I will meet that child again in heaven. I had to let go of the hollow shadow that I was following around. And I had to step into who God created me to be. I have, and I've, I feel like we have to risk being seen. I had to refuse to let my past dictate my future. And it is scary. And it is uncomfortable. But I wasn't alone, and I know that he was here with me and that he helped me gain peace by breaking the chains. And I started to really just bathe in the fact that God had a purpose for it all and how he does bring good from bad. And we have to stay open our eyes, our ears, our heart has to stay open so that we don't miss it. Because <clears throat> that's what I did for so long. I just stayed closed from everything and I couldn't accept. 
I um, I wrote this prayer. I guess this was maybe a year ago because I I was just feeling so overwhelmed, like I needed to share this. And so I wrote a prayer for a girl, and I don't know who she is or where she is, um, but I'm going to share it. It's, Dear Sister, I know that you are hurting, and I know it is going to be hard to talk about this. Um, I want you to know that I love you, and I hope that you can embrace your past so that you can start to heal. And then maybe you can also help another woman move her mountain. Jesus, you're so faithful and and gracious. Thank you for bringing this hopeless woman to the story today. And I pray that she is on her way to restoration. And I pray that she will not be afraid. And that she she can find the right people to, um, or the right person to share this, um, this traumatic experience with. That is a first step towards healing. Um, more than anything, I just want her to know that you, God, love her and that you will embrace her and give her the strength to start her restoration story. I ask this in your beautiful name. Amen. If anyone is facing this today, I would encourage you to find someone that you trust to tell this part to, part of you. Second, to have an open mind to listen to someone else. Um, if it's outside help or, you know, someone else has been through this. And then also to participate with others, either through support group um, or starting your own group with women that have suffered from this. And then... Um, Lastly, the most important one, I think, is to embrace yourself. Give yourself a hug because you have come so far already. Today, I am in a place of, um, and I'm, I'm in awe. I've been married uh, to my husband for going on nine years, and he is a wonderful man. Um, we have three children, we go to church, I'm very involved in church, and I have to make sure that I maintain my personal relationship with Jesus, um, I talk to him sometimes every second it, it is a lot of work on my part, um, but it's worth it 
I know or I believe that God truly has made me for these moments and the moments in my future. Um, and it is to help women, to, to help them know their worth and completely have the, the confidence that um, so many of us um, hide behind the false feeling of of um, thinking of things or um, where we live or you know the car we drive. Those things had me captive at one time too, and being able to realize that um, is really freeing. And I feel like that's where I am today. Um, I'm I'm not afraid anymore of who God has made me to be. I'm not afraid of it, and I um, the love that He has shown me is just amazing, and the steps that He has um, He has led my every step along this way. A year ago, as I was saying, I was writing this already for today, before I even knew Robin. And that's God. And I just, it still is just amazing. And the, the feeling of deep despair has been lifted. Um. And I, I am very hopeful and look forward to the future. Our storyteller today, while she wanted to remain anonymous in publicly sharing her story, she has shared that she's very open to connecting with any women who um, just really want to talk with someone who have been down the same path. And so if you are wanting to reach out to her um, or connect with her, you can go to our website, which is storytellerslive.org, and you can find emails on there or there's a contact form, and we'll make sure that we can get you connected with her. We also would love for you to share this with any friends who you think might need to hear a word of encouragement. And as always, any ratings or reviews that you leave uh, do help this podcast reach new ears. Because it's summertime and we are not releasing episodes on a regular schedule, we do want to make sure that you do not miss any that come out. And so you can take care of that problem by just subscribing to our podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. We also hope to be launching on some more platforms soon. Um, So we'll let you know when that happens. But when you subscribe, um, it will automatically notify you when we have a new episode released. And we do plan on next Wednesday releasing... Um, a very special story that was recorded in a live setting last week, um, and it's on adoption. And so again, it is no coincidence that God had laid this topic on our hearts and um, that it ended up being just this specific time um, that we were able to get the storyteller to come and share about her own experience of giving up a son for adoption. 
So we hope that you will join us back next week. And uh, again, you can find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and always on our website, storytellerslive.org. So we're grateful for you and we hope you'll join us again soon. 